the cats out of the bag because you're listening to America's most ferocious podcast, The Pod People. I'm Meowtis Van Possum. <laughs> I'm Ben Sheets, and I'm the cat man. Hard to follow up. But hi there. You can call me the general. Because I came here on cosmic radiation light beam sparkles. Octagon. And I, <laughs> on, yeah, and I am the most powerful space knight in all the galaxy. Powerful. Powerful. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Oh, well, we're back with another dose of insanity. 2022, the year of the squeakquel continues. Ben, this was your pick, and you have chosen not a direct sequel, but a uh, a spiritual sequel slash uh, takes place in the same uh, sort of uh, universe. The Wisely verse. The Wisely verse. <laughs> uh, you have chosen for us a fantastically insane. Hong Kong action horror called The Cat, which was directed by Guy Choi Lam, who did The Seventh Curse, which we talked about around Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're back to the Wisely verse after uh, not being away for too long. We had to go back. We, we had we to go back. To. We had yeah. to. Truly. We needed to. Um, this was a must-see. Yes. I adore Ricky O, and I loved Seventh Curse just as much, if not more. So I knew this was going to be my first pick for the, the squeakquel verse. Yeah, this is uh, a film that Guy Choi Lam did the same year as Ricky O. And uh, after this, he he pieced out of movies, right? Yep. This I mean, was his, his he, last film, He but he didn't die. He, no, no, he didn't. He was just like, I can't top this. Yeah, well, like, when he rode off into the fucking sunset, deservedly. When you've achieved perfection, you yeah. know when to walk away on top. You do. Perfection. Yeah, that's very good. I don't quite know where to begin with this movie. It's fucking weird. Uh, might be the uh, best thing I've ever seen. The Wisely series or a series of books... Uh, sort of like uh, a Flash Gordon or uh, Hardy Boys kind of deal where Wisely tells stories of crazy shenanigans that he's gotten into. Mm -hmm. uh, in The Seventh Curse, Wisely was played by Chow Yun-Fat, but he's not back reprising his role in this one. Uh, instead, they got an actor whose uh, real name appears to be Wise Lee. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty special. It's already rad. Awesome. That, that, they, that they finagled that. Mm -hmm. I, I like to imagine that his name wasn't originally that, but he changed he it. He legally changed yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. He, he played wisely, and he was just so proud that he was like, this is my my existence now well in in the seventh curse wisely is kind of like a secondary character he's not the protagonist uh but in this he plays a much more central role he is the 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 lead the lead investigator of whatever the fuck is going on here i would describe this movie as a bizarre mix of like terminator the thing uh, the 80s remake of The Blob meets, like... Sabrina the Teenage Witch. E.T., kind Star of? Starman. Starman. Uh, 
With a big old cat. <laughs> yeah, well, much like the seventh curse, it's just like throwing all these influences into a fucking blender yeah. and <laughs> letting it rip. But going all in on all of them. Yes, absolutely. Like, if this movie does anything, it goes all in all the time. Well, there's so much happening in this film. We're not going to be able to break it all down, I don't think. No, and like I mean every I shot is just a, a work of genius. It's interesting because I feel like this movie is like slower than The Seventh Curse. It's maybe not quite as high octane where that movie is just like sort of incessantly bonkers. I think when this movie gets bonkers, it gets more bonkers. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think it has higher highs than The Seventh Curse, but is maybe less consistent in well, terms of I, like I, how, I, I would say curse. what it is is the back half of this film is way more high octane than Seventh Curse even gets. Yeah, sure. But the front half is a little slower to build up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some there's some detectiving that goes on in the front half of this mm-hmm. movie that I don't know if is uh if I would describe as necessarily interesting, but man, there's some fucking crazy shit in this movie. Yeah, like every sequence in the seventh curse has at least one weird thing in it. Everyone. The car where he like jacks up the car using exhaust the weird pool sequence, his his house, every scene. Every scene has some weird shit yeah. going on, like where you're just super confused uh, or just having an amazing time. And here, uh, yeah, like you said, the, fr- the front half is, it does have some detectiving, but anytime something is introduced, it is so left field. Once you get a through line in Seventh Curse, you know what it is, you know, kind of. You know, it's like it's like an Indiana Jones thing, you yeah. know, like but here like it takes I was ex- a long time to figure out what the fuck is going yeah, on. Well, yeah, well I mean like we were primed thinking like okay, well, we saw the wisely guy in the previous thing, like I was definitely thinking it was gonna be another Indiana Jones thing. I was very wrong. No. Yeah, well the way it's set up is, you know, wisely is writing into uh, a book or a journal. He's writing one of his novels, yeah. one of his his sagas. And that framing mechanism is like him retelling how the story went down. Yeah, he's our right. narrator. Very noir. So it kind of builds those characters slowly in a way that feels a little mysterious, I guess. Um, you know, we see the cat and the alien girl kind of Surprise. early on. <laughs> yeah. It's aliens. <laughs> it's a long time before we figure out that they're aliens, though. Well, no, nah, fifteen or twenty minutes in, we they start see referring to like, like star people onto the. Well, uh, the levitating okay, thing, sure. like, like the levitating thing, wasn't really a point for me because, like, I was thinking, like, okay, witches. She has a black cat with her. Like, it's very Sabrina e witches and black cats. That's a deal or whatever. And uh, I was wrong. I was very wrong. Um, but nope, it's aliens. Yeah, it doesn't say aliens outright, but like. Oh, like a scene or two after it does. Before they get attacked by, like, a Briatos from Bloodborne. Like, they're talking about, like, the star people. They do mention I mean, it in their own, like, the two aliens talking to each other. That's true. Well, the one alien lady and the cat who's also an alien, who I guess is the general. And Errol. And, oh, yes, the, homeless, it was, the homeless-seeming man. Yeah, it, it was Errol and the girl. They were, they were talking about star people or some shit. Yeah, but I mean, in kind of a way that's like, okay, they're talking about star people, so aliens, but you don't really know what yeah. the fuck the deal no. is. And then they get attacked by a giant, uh, fleshy, electrified mushroom, and it's like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? I love how they introduce that, because uh, 
Errol like hops down from like the ceiling onto a guy with a big cloak. Yeah, onto their bag. They're rob. They're heisting something from this museum, and one of the guards comes in and catches the girl and the cat. And then yeah, Errol just hops down from the ceiling punches the guy and then proceeds to bundle him up into a huge sack and just throw mm. him under the table. <laughs> doesn't even take him with him. He just puts the mm. bag under the table. That's also how I play the Hitman games. So I mean, yeah, it's, it, there definitely is some of that kind of... Uh, is that a nonviolent run? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good guy, we find yeah. out. I mean, yeah, I guess. To, to be fair, like, without context, if you want to keep your audience guessing on whether they're good people or not, like, having them put someone in a bag is, like, nefarious, but, you know, actually, like, kind of a nice thing to do, I guess. It's better than killing him. I mean, if he was just going to leave him under the table, he could have just, like, put his unconscious body under the table, right? Like, why did he have to put him, why did he have to bundle him up in the big sack? Because he's an alien. He He doesn't think the same way we do. That's true. He must, they must come from a very sack-centric uh, alien society. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. There's not enough time to think about that. He because, comes from a kangaroo planet. Because then a homeless man who we saw uh, get filled up with a bunch of beans. Uh, chili beans. Bunch the of chili baked, man. The chili man. The chili man. Uh, he shows up and turns into a big space mushroom. That and, effect is awesome. I mean, yeah. If I had heard you say that to me... Before seeing this movie, I would have had a very different image in my mind. A homeless chili man and turns into a giant mushroom. Like, what does that actually look like? What does that look like as we describe it? It is cooler. It's like thing level like effects cooler, at times. It is cooler than we describe it, but in in that regard, I don't know how to de- to accurately describe it. Yeah, I mean, like because it, it is just a big electrified space mushroom. It's a brute. But it's like a Lovecraft. It's got eyeballs sort of and shit like, in it, like thing esque like body and weird tendrils in the wrong places. Wet, yeah, sort of carpenter esque monster. Yeah. Yeah, it's extremely cool. And yeah. also it has like electricity running through it that looks pretty good. Yeah, there is uh yeah, the 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 electric effects in this movie are really good. There's a bunch of them too, and they're they're great. And those are not easy to do in that era cuz I'm pretty sure they were hand drawn on the film. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, they don't look at God, there's just so fucking much in that scene. But yeah, it's like it, it really does. It really does look like a Breedus from from Bloodborne. So I guess look that up. It's crazy cuz that is what happens. Like those, those are the events you, that you described. It is, you know, it's a we get a this fucking dope sewer shot. The, the whole sewer, that sewer set looked really good. I love all the mm-hmm. like the weird papers and bits of garbage in the water. Like, um, the lighting is just superb. And then, yeah, we see this like homeless man corpse, and it gets filled with with beans, with, with chili, ba- with baked beans. Yeah, it's like it's like a meaty chili bean time, <laughs> and he gets filled with that, and the corpse sits up and. And then, yeah, we, we cut back to our, our, our aliens doing the heist that we talked about putting a guy in a bag. And then they get attacked by the homeless man. And then, yeah, he turns into a fucking mushroom thing, a burritos monster. And it's, it's amazing. And, and then they just jump out the window and run away. And then... I mean, I would too. We get for a, a very dramatic tonal shift where the scene right after that is the alien girl uh, seemingly on a date with the cat... Because that's the energy that it gives because she's like giggling and skipping and like she keeps looking back over tee-hee. her shoulder at the cat. Yeah, very teehee. And the cat is like walking around and then she starts doing, she starts like levitating and jumping like on and off of like this radio antenna. And then there's like a shot of the cat. It's pretty well like, done too. 
on the end. <laughs> well, it it it, it, it is. There's such so much contrast in the sequence, right, between good and 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 what and not good uh, in the best I mean, I way. Guess, I guess the, it's like her flying around is like is pretty solid. Like the wire work is pretty good from a technical perspective. Yes, but like what's actually happening in that scene, I would not describe as good. no. I would. It's either. extremely silly. It is it's very very unbelievably silly. so. Yes, uh, but yeah, and then my my favorite shot is it, the camera like pans to her. Pans up and left to her, like jumping up and down in the air, um, or kind of floating up and down in the air, like on wires. And then the camera pans back down, but sort of fade transitions over to the cat. And the music is all like sappy and like it pans down to the cat and then it kind of pans back up again. And then the shot ends. It's really it, awkward. It's like they, rever- it's like they reverse it the shot. It like it yeah. pans over and then it reverses back and it goes back to her. So it's like she jumps down in front of the cat and then back up. It's very weirdly cut. And again, the 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 way that it's edited and the music and like the way she's acting, it's a very like romantic kind of vibe. Like she's <laughs> like she's like on her first. First date with this cat, uh, this absolutely beautiful cat that I uh, am afraid was mildly abused during the production of this film, uh, because the cat is like the action star Man. of this movie. It Dude, was yeah. tossed around. I, there's, yeah. there's so many shots of that was very obviously somebody just throwing the cat from off camera. Yeah, I, I really want to know. It's going to drastically change how I feel about this film. You know what I mean? Like, and I really want to believe. But, you know, the, here's the thing, right? Like, the thing, at the at the same time, the thing was put on trial for, like, animal cruelty. And they had to bring in the puppetry to show that, like, the dogs weren't hurt. Sure. And, it, like, the all of the, the dog mutilation stuff was puppetry and fake. Yeah, but that's I'm not willing... quite the same here where we're seeing very obviously the cat just like being thrown around. Maybe I they, they like, hired an expert cat cat hucker. I feel like the producers heard that cats always land on their feet and they were like, oh, word. <laughs> I'm like, no. yeah, okay. We can just throw this cat around and it'll always land on its feet. Oh, no. You're probably right. Well, and I mean, there's, it's so hard to say, there's a particular shot at the end of uh, the the junkyard fight, which we'll talk about in a moment. But like, just while we're on the subject of whether or not this cat was mistreated, like there's a shot where like wisely like traps the cat by like slamming its tail in the trunk of the, of his car. Yeah, but they had a fake tail, and like they, they had, had a cat, they they have a cat a... without a tail too, so they just put the fake tail on the cat. Correct, but there's a shot of what is definitely the live real cat that has its tail restrained and it's like thrashing around it's a short shot but the cat does not look like it's having a good time yeah so you know just based off of that and how often they're throwing the cat around i don't know i mean yeah, this I is this is in hong kong i something tells me that in hong kong in the 90s they didn't have the same regulations about like mistreating animals on the sets of films yeah. uh, my my favorite the regulations are probably a little bit looser mm-hmm. my favorite shot in the whole movie the cat being pissed off is probably it sitting in the pile of glitter just looking oh so God. mad <laughs> man that's another thing i feel bad for that cat because like there's no way they were able to clean all that glitter off and cats bathe themselves by licking their fur <laughs> oh. so that cat was probably like ingesting a fair amount of glitter after that just <laughs> sparkly shits 
sparkly shits you know hopefully the it didn't do any damage to its intestinal tract but man this cat is a star somebody should give this cat an oscar because uh the the cat is by far the best actor and best performance in the film in my opinion i agree yeah and you know we we have a lot of use of heavy weaponry in this movie yes but like (laughs) i will say the cat has some incredible hand-to-hand combat skills we see an incredible cat suplex yeah well let's just go ahead and talk about the the cat dog fight scene i think we need to lead into it though okay so the cat has been giving wisely some trouble he's trying to hunt them down they find a cat hair on the scene there's an earlier moment where he saw the cat get away I think. Well, he encounters the the woman and the cat in like the abandoned apartment, and they like they like uh, so Errol make a ton like of noise. bonks him over the head. Yeah, and then so, when he when he goes back to the place, there's like guts there or whatever, and he's like, "What is this? Yeah. Is this like like do they like disembowel a child? Like what the fuck is happening here?" So he thinks they're the bad guys, and he's hunting them down. So what does he do? Well, he thinks, "Damn, there's a cat." So I better go get the best goddamn dog the world has to offer to fight this cat. The goodest of boys. So he goes to the dog man. Yes. And uh, we know he's the dog man because we approach his dog mansion and uh, uh, see him walk down his walk down the stairs where there's a tree like uh, up uh, going like up next to the banister and hanging from it are just giant ass dog bones. He's got like a a golden silk robe that has like two dogs like pictured (laughs) on it and he's surrounded by dogs like by like. 30 of them. All yeah. in one shot. So many dogs. Uh, I believe like, they... Like, maybe six, but, but I like, believe they yeah, just, it, it's a lot of dogs. I, it's way more than six. It is maybe not 30, but it's definitely it's like more than... It's definitely more than 10. It's a lot of dogs. Uh, but I believe they just describe this man as a pet enthusiast, which is putting it I, extremely mildly. I, I don't like mildly. that. I also don't like that term. <laughs> I don't just like... likes heavy petting. Weird implications. Ooh. Don't like it. But yeah, he gets the dog, right? And then Jesus Christ, uh, yeah, he they, gets the dog. They know that they're this cat and lady are trying to steal this artifact. They keep calling them octagons, but they're not octagons. Not at all. They're not no. at all. Like I struggle to even think of that as just like a mistranslation in the subtitles. It's like what the fuck? Like they're they're like big wrinkly space rocks. Yeah, they're not octagonal in the slightest here's my thought right this movie was really roughly translated the subtitles from time to time got fucking nutty i mean there were some typos for sure i want a dog with the strongest behavior like shit like that dude like so here's here's my thought i also want a dog with the strongest behavior right it's like the eighth stone but there's two of them they have to get both octagons Mm -hmm. we see two maybe there are more but they're called the same two octagons. So how are two of the artifacts both the eighth stone? Well, it's not that then. It's not that. It's not that. It must be like maybe there's an octagon inside of the rock. Maybe, but we never see that. Yeah. Well, anyway, they uh, have to get the octagons. Yep. And so they're they're watching. They're doing a stakeout. A sting. Yeah, they're sting. watching this closely sting. because before they had tried to steal it, but the mushroom monster came in. Right. And they weren't able to get it successfully. So they know, knew they were coming because they checked the CCTVs and they saw the cat. 
Right. So they they were staking it out with CCTVs, watching them closely, watching the artifact closely, and suddenly the cat appears. Just the cat this time, no lady. So they they sprint out of the room to try to get the cat. <laughs> and they're uh Wisely's about to open the door and they you know stop him and they're like, Hold up, you gotta be quiet. And so he stops and takes off his glasses. Takes off his glasses so he can listen at the door. <laughs> yep. Got to make your sight as bad as possible so you can hear extra good. That's true. That's, that's Daredevil's whole deal. Yeah. You know, that is true. That's mm-hmm. true. Can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. But they sick, That's just comic science. They sick the dog on the cat and thus begins a probably what, like five six minute fight scene it's lo- i think it's longer than the final encounter it that is literally no people involved it's just a fight scene between this cat and this dog no no but not just this cat and this dog right like it is a powerful alien general in the form of a cat and the the the, the best a dog that the, the the best dog the world has to offer this is the dog man's dog right like this dog was was raised at Dog Mansion, all right. With the strongest behavior. Yeah, with the strongest behavior. This dog is the fucking best. But the cat, it's a space general. It's a space general. Much and that's too the powerful. fight. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, let me tell you something. Normally, this is the part where like the fight scene couldn't meet up to to those standards. It goes above and fucking beyond. It's wild. It, like it's insane. Conceptually, just like having a a full on like action fight sequence between a cat and a dog, like that just as a premise is fucking wild. And the way that they execute it is just crazy. They try every it's, effect in the eighties monster playbook for that fight. Like they have some awesome have puppetry, puppetry, stop motion, compositing, throwing the cat, throwing and dog the cat, around. electrical effects, fire wire work with the puppetry and just live animals as well yeah. yeah and even within the set piece there's a lot of cool elements of the environment that they use as pieces of the action yes right like it's set in a junkyard and at one point there's like a, a steam valve that the, the cat <laughs> determining because yeah. yeah, the cat's like very, pinned yeah very focused uh turns on yeah the dog away. has it by like its tail and it's like pulling it away and the cat like reaches out and hits the valve and it blasts steam into the dog's face there's the part where the cat gets into like a an old broken down car and uses like the windshield, windshield wipers, wipers to like <laughs> fend the dog off and then of course you know there's the part where he lures the dog into the electricity trap because there's like a generator or something and the cat like activates it by like sticking its tail into it and it like gets charged up and then the dog runs at it and the cat at the last second jumps out of the way it's like like a bull run type of situation the cat doesn't really jump out of the way that's like a ducking to the side the cat flies straight up into the air yes yes the (laughs) cat flies straight up into the air yeah and the dog crashes through the boards and into the generator or whatever incredible and you know they do a very home alone-esque uh 
uh, sequence where the dog is being electrocuted. You can like see its skeleton and it like falls over and we're like, oh, well, they killed the dog. Damn. But no, then the dog gets up. <laughs> Best boy. And they have they, they have like an anime standoff where they like start running at each other and the cat jumps and you see like they cuts to a shot of like its claws coming out and it like flashes past the dog and like cuts it on the way it's like very it was like just samurai like they, film it's just yeah. like what they did in the in the guyver that we talked about last yeah. week yep. and then they they end the fight by the cat literally suplexing the dog <laughs> incredible uh hey, what was what was that line what's that line in guyver dark hero uh, it'll do to you just fine. It'll, yeah, that's right. You don't know what that armor's going to do to you. It'll do to, it'll you, do just to fine. you just fine. <laughs> and that cat does do to that dog just fine. It does yeah. just fine. And then we we get to rush to the 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 dog ER and see the the dog has lived. They have yes. the doctor come out, and we we know for sure the dog is still alive. I really he says, appreciate it. He says, yeah, he'll be just fine. Not even an alien cat suplex can kill this good boy. Not even the general. Not even the general. That whole sequence was just incredibly creatively done. One of the like, most insane things I've ever seen in a movie, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I struggle to think of something more bonkers. I mean, since we watched it, I have just been sitting here trying to think of what what movies have I seen where like I can at least literally begin to describe them. This is really hard. In all the best ways. Like, I, I'm just so stumped. <laughs> it rules. It's such a goofy fucking film, man. Yeah. Holy shit. And just back to back to back. Ah, oh, Just like Seventh Curse and Ricky O, you know? I, I'm so happy. This is just like a like this perfect trilogy of what the fuck am I watching, you know, movies. Yeah. Well, beyond the, the cat and the lady being aliens, there's also villainous aliens. And yes. the, mushroom the mushroom is the mushroom. is that um, we see in another sequence with the villainous mushroom, you know, it busts into like a headquarters of like a. Well, it's no the the cops. The cops hunt it down. Wisely's detective friend takes some of the cops and goes to like the old abandoned house where Wisely saw the cat and the lady, where mm-hmm. they knocked him out. And then they get attacked by the space mushroom uh, that just turns the room into like a big fleshy spider web and dissolves all of these cops. Yeah, so it, can, it was like, just, it, like, yeah, incredible. It's one of the coolest fucking sequences. Like it, it like the flesh arms just sort of come out of the wall and places. It covers and it the whole them. room. It becomes um, like a monster room. Yeah, essentially. exactly. Yeah, monster room. And again, like the tendrils are really fucking cool. And they just, they try everything, and it all looks awesome. Rip some dude's face off. Yeah, uh, yeah. rips a guy's arms off. Like, that's the best part, is like the very end, like the, the last guy standing tries to run away, and he gets gooed at the feet, and then he gets flesh gooed on either on either hand when he's trying to pull himself out of the door. And then the beast finally comes up in the middle, and it hits him, and it rips his arms off and makes him fly into the other wall. And then the, the flesh comes down from the ceiling, and it goes into his mouth. And it's sick. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I love how they follow that whole sequence up um, with the cops standing there 
and not opening their mouths but talking to each other psychically you know know, the weird thing about that though is it's like okay so the the alien mushroom took over all of these cops but for the rest of the movie it's only just the main one what happened to the rest of those guys they never show up again yeah they do like a whole like secret agent alien squad thing where they speak to each other telepathically about their next plan Yeah, just in that one scene and one and And one of them's like we have to go get guns but then it's just and i mean the scene where the dude goes to get the guns is pretty fucking great very too. terminator yeah he like yeah. goes to like a illegal arms dealer and yeah they, the, the movie just becomes terminator for a it, little bit yeah, yeah it absolutely does but what happened to the rest of the alien cops we never they see just, that they just never see them again yeah they just regood maybe they're preparing the facility or something but yeah like it is kind of what like facility I, like we're, we're just getting it ready for the next big flesh attack scene at the end that was at a restaurant <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it was getting more bodies so I could get bigger. So well, I could go yeah, to the maybe they decompose back to their planet. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, who knows? That is the thing that they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that sequence. I also love the sequence where he's buying the guns and weapons because the arms dealer is like carefully explaining all these different weapons in detail. And like one of them has like, it's like a huge handgun with like a a fast loader on it and they show this fast loader off by doing it in slow-mo as slowly as possible just having him reload and my my theory on that is your game theory my game theory on that is that uh they the actor couldn't uh change mags quickly enough for the fast loader to be impressive in real time so they put it into slow mo so it makes it be like he reloads so fast that you had to we had to put it into slow mo so you could even see it you know that's my that's my game theory. Yeah, I'm but, with it. Uh, I like after that, like the the alien cop tells him, like, no, I need a a, a, a gun that shoots more bullets faster. And so the, the arms dealer reaches into his coat and pulls out an AK forty seven. How was he? Where? How was he keeping that in there? I don't know. But uh, Bugs Bunny <laughs> shit. Yeah, Bugs Bunny shit. <laughs> And, uh, you know, last but not least, they show him uh, a, a big, like, barrel-loaded shotgun. But what, call, what, what do the subtitles call it? Loose bullets. Yeah, this gun fires loose bullets. I like wonder I've never if heard a shotgun like, called that before. Yeah, I wonder if that's like a, 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 bad, to say buckshot a bad translation or something. Yeah. yeah, for, like, having, like, pellets scatter shot. Into, yeah, uh, It's a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it fires loose bullets. The alien cop just... Uh, kills all of them to to take the guns it's very much like a terminator scene where they're like all shooting him but he's not dying there's one point where he reveals his alien eyes but they're like wonky they're like looking off in two different directions well, they're, they're contact yeah i don't i don't and know they couldn't was, center them i don't know if that was intentional it was so not. charming it's, so funny. it's like he looks up he's got like these big green alien eyes but the pupils are like looking off in different directions he just looks it's so great. fucking derpy. <laughs> like, did, did they? Was it? Was it supposed to be like that, or could they just Honestly, not get the contact so. centered? <laughs> I don't know which one is funnier. Yeah, if they did that on purpose, or if it was a mistake. 
Then we go to, I, I think this is what happens next. We cut to Wisely's mansion um, where he's with his hot wife or whatever. There's a scene earlier where she like comes back from playing tennis or something. And she's and so she's sweaty. Like, immensely sweaty. And there's just like super close up shots of like beads of sweat like on her arms and legs. And, and armpit. Like, and like dripping from her <laughs> armpit. And it's supposed to be like sexual and erotic it's like damn this bitch is just sweaty as hell but wisely is very into it Mm -hmm. um but anyway so they're hanging out at their super big wisely mansion uh and he has the the cat's the cat's tail because he cut it off in the junkyard Uh, and he after he took it to get analyzed by the professor or whatever they're like this tail is from a cat that has been dead for at least scores of years and he's like, what the fuck? I saw that cat. It was alive. How has it been dead for scores of years? But then the cat and the alien lady show up, and they're like, hey, we're not bad, And Errol. Dog, you keep forgetting about my boy Errol. Because he always comes into the scene <laughs> later. Every time, it's always first the lady and the cat. They show up, and then, like, five minutes into the scene, Errol just walks in. Tell me I'm wrong. That's how it always goes. All right, I, I did, Honestly, my, my he's turn. a pretty useless character. My, my turn for a game theory. Uh, okay. Uh, that actor Errol's parking like, the car. Errol's parking the cars. That's it. Yeah. That's what. Errol's off parking the cars. He's like, okay, I'm going to drop you off. I have to go find parking. So that's why he always shows up. Hong Kong, busy streets. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll We'll get you on the set. But yeah, they're like, uh, hey, we're aliens, but we're nice and good. And the cat is our general. And we're just trying to get back to our planet, but we can't because we have to kill the evil alien. I, I, I think once they call it the Star Killer, yeah. which is a cool name, but they don't ever come back to that. And then uh, the alien cop, we get a great scene of him gearing up. <laughs> With loading all of his many guns, every single bullet. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's like the the Terminator, like the sequence Terminator when he puts like the makeup under his eyes and he loads all his guns and he puts them on his belt. But like that's a really choppy sequence. They're trying to do that, but they show every bullet. Yeah, all he's he he's like loading the shotgun and he just keeps loading bullets. Yeah, we're gonna see put every bullet in this gun, aren't we? And we sure we sure did. Yeah, and then we see him load every magazine into like every other gun that he has, and like put every grenade on his vest. And then we get another Terminator scene where he attacks the house with uh, his guns, and they try to fight back with Molotov cocktails. Which they do set up. They do a good job of that. Uh, one of the, the, the previous scenes uh, in his house. Early when he's hanging out by. With, when he's hanging out with the, his detective friend and the fat guy mm-hmm. who saw the cat the first time. Yeah, and they say that uh, vodka is the most potent wine. Yes, it is. Vodka the subtitles. Is We're the clocking most, at the yeah. the most potent wine. Yeah, they just have like full bottles of Stoli, and they use them to make Molotov <laughs> cocktails. Even though like Stoli is not nearly alcoholic enough to burn. Yeah. Uh, well, I was like, you said it too. You're like that. You know, like it's not. That's not like really going to like do much. And I'm like, it's going to be like gasoline. Oh, oh, well, yeah. That's how the movie treats it for sure. Yeah, they set the pool on fire. Yeah, with the, the, the entire cocktail. like fucking mansion pool is just ablaze with like four bottles. 
bottles of like <laughs> vodka. It's that amazing. Was, that was incredible. Like the shot looks so good because the know, pool is already like lit with green lights. Yeah. Well, and he has like on just like on his mantle, he has just like. 30 bottles of vodka like yep. wisely ready be, to roll wisely be drinking he, that man yeah. is an alcoholic he, he drinking and he reading he drinking <laughs> yeah yes so that's many true. Books. we didn't we the didn't mention that the are walls all are just like, lined with books not like bookshelves just books no just stacked books stacked all books. around the room just yeah. like outrageous amount of, of books they don't call shelves. this motherfucker dumbly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, we, we see his house and we really see why they call him wisely. <laughs> my man be reading and my man be drinking. They really should call him Drinky, though. He's got a lot of fucking <laughs> Drinkly. 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 I love the sequence with the pool on fire because right after it's all thrown into the pool, we get this awesome shot where the, the Terminator villain is in like silhouette with like dual wielding uh, machine guns in his hand with the fire yeah, in front of him. It's a dope shot. Mm-hmm. I like in that scene too, we also get uh, Errol's pointless sacrifice. Pointless, but <laughs> yes. incredible. Well, they, they run up onto the roof and uh, Errol inexplicably smashes two bottles of vodka over his head yeah, and just then baps himself in the head with vodka bottles and then lights himself on fire and jumps no no, no, no no he doesn't just light himself on fire he grabs an electrical cable and rips it off the wall and like then fucking electrocutes himself into flame that's right and that's then right. leaps off of the balcony off the roof onto the the terminator guy and knocks them both into the pool it's as cool as we're describing it but why did he do the thing? Well, no, because the Terminator guy just gets back up out of the water. Immediately. Yeah. Water is impervious to fire. Right. Why did Errol do that? See, there, there's a reason I keep omitting Errol from look, man, things. Look, man, Because he is, he is useless. I'm telling you, the character keeps showing up late into scenes, and they offed him without real good explanation. Something was up with that actor, you know? Something was up there. I mean, he was kind of an old man. Maybe he's just frail and like yeah. went to bed I early. Mean, I will say, in fairness, he's not really any less useless than uh, than the lady alien. I think they just have her around more because she's prettier than he is. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in the next scene, they have kind of an exposition dump on the aliens themselves mm. a little bit. And their excuse for Errol killing himself was, like, he decomposed his body to travel back to our home planet to be a great, what, commander? Wait, that's what Errol did? I thought that's what they were saying they were trying to do so they could get home. No, she was, was she was happy because she heard back from the star. <sighs> yeah, Errol lives. I missed that. Yeah. It, it, it was a really weird explanation yeah um but swashbuckling because errol flying the one other thing with (sighs) errol that i did want to mention is before he killed himself in the house wisely asks him why they found intestines oh yeah (laughs) why they found like cat intestines in like the house in like the apartment they were staying in early in the movie so good yeah and i can't remember exactly what he says but he's like i was 
trying to prolong the lifespan of the of, animal of, by studying the cat's bowels. Of the animal by studying the cat's bowels. Researching. Researching by the researching cat's, the cat's, bio- cat's bowels. bowels. And then they immediately move on to no- to something <laughs> else without fuck? acknowledging that That's it. That's all we get. Yeah. What does that mean? What does- they were researching the cat's bowels. <laughs> what? Did they remove all the innards of the general? To keep Did it they, alive? To Did they get alive? a different cat and remove the innards of that to study it? And they're just, just picking through it? What the fuck is going on? Why? <laughs> Did they ever explain why their general is in the form of a cat? Nope. Oh, no, wait. Because they say that the cat's, the cat's body is the weapon that can defeat the Star Killer. Why? That they don't explain. <laughs> so they don't explain it. They, so they don't explain it. Because I remember them it, saying, no. yeah, he is the weapon. He is ready. He is the most, pa- he, specifically, he is the most powerful knight in the universe. Yes. Space knight or something. It, it's wild. <laughs> they, they say something I, I couldn't keep up with this movie. how, like, the, the cat was infused <laughs> with the octagon or something like that. Well, yeah, that. The, the cat's body is the weapon, but the way to activate it is it has to be irradiated by the octagon when the time is right. When is the time right? I don't know. It just kind of happens at one point. <laughs> I, I like to imagine that this octagon meteorite just, like, landed on a cat and infused with it and then that was the reason why they needed another cat because it's just part of the octagon now yeah. but this is just speculation there's nothing of that but nature I mean, they, is in the movie nope. the the lady and errol uh describe they they describe themselves as like knights who are like supposed to protect the general but neither of them do any fighting in the whole movie in fact the lady mostly just stands around screaming every time something bad happens <laughs> it's like y'all are the knights that are supposed to protect this this cat general because at one point where they're on the run from the monster and like the stairs collapse beneath wise lady is trying to get back up and she like offers a hand but like, like we've seen we, we've seen this lady flying right and she like offers a hand to lift him up and just kind of like grabs his hand and sets it back on the ledge. Yeah, she like, takes his pull hand and puts it back on the ledge so he can pull himself up. She doesn't even like lift him up. And like, yeah, we just saw. What are the rules? What? What are the rules? What are the rules? <laughs> Frankly, I don't care. I'm happy to be. There's here. only one scene. In <laughs> I don't which, need rules. There's only very one clear. scene in which she utilizes her <laughs> flying powers, and it's when she's on a date with the cat. Yep. <laughs> which she's doing some weird little priorities. That's tip, what it's important. Some little tippy toe dance. Little tippy toe dance. This tippy toe dancing bitch. Is the what only, is she doing? Is the only time she utilizes her alien flying okay, powers. Okay. Every time the the Star Killer uh, <laughs> alien terminator is around she just stands in the corner and screams yep. like ab- utterly useless yep what purpose but meanwhile meanwhile the cat is out here doing uh front flips and uh just straight up ninja moves Let's- yeah just like absolutely bonkers shit now why they go to the restaurant at the end wisely they go why that i don't know also it's. It was very obviously like. Well, I mean, she says she knows where it, it's going to be. They have they have space hunches, and then they, <laughs> they, have, they do have space hunches. They have space hunches. But I, I mean, it feels like the 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 alien showed up there because they were there because it was at, It's been chasing them. Also, 
the restaurant <laughs> is just set in like a part. It's just in like a parking garage. It's in like a, a windowless concrete room that just has some tables set up with tablecloths on them. I didn't even know it was supposed to be a restaurant at first. Yeah, like if I was going on a date and like a cute guy took me there, like that'd be the last date. It's, Look, it is a windowless concrete room. Yeah, like what but is But there is in one in one corner there is a counter with a cash register on it. And and <laughs> one orange Fanta vending and machine. W- and one it was a no, it was a Schweppes vending machine. What <laughs> <laughs> in the corner there's a Schweppes vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, Couldn't this movie very Fanta. clearly, you know, goes, oh, Schwe- hey, we have one location. Let's go to the next location. Let's go to the next location. Like, the thing that mattered for them, I think, in, at this point was getting to the next location so they could get, do cool effects there. Would you, would you yes. say that they swept it under the rug? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That's 100% yes. they did. They didn't really need a reason, because um, the reason was they had already built the miniatures. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, it's like, yeah, we, okay, so we need to have this scene, the Starkiller alien shows up as, like, a combination between the thing and the blob and goops all over the place. And they're like, well, we can't find a restaurant where they'll let us do that. So we got this parking garage. So let's just set up some tables and a Schweppes vending machine. Mm-hmm. And there you go. You have yourself a, you have yourself a restaurant. Don't you hate it when you just goop everywhere in a fucking parking garage restaurant i mean that's that's what they do that's that's the whole climax of the movie is it's awesome uh, is just gooping all over this garage yep goop on your garage here my garage (laughs) my favorite three six mafia song (laughs) goop on your garage garage. what's the little ugly main song bitch i'm lugubrious (laughs) bitch i'm lugubrious lugubrious well i love the the final monster because it it's awesome. gains a face well well before it even gains a face well first off it has the other guy's face that is the, the it has the, the terminator the, has the, the end of wisely who was the detective who gets turned into people into yeah. a into a terminator he becomes a spider monster a spider goop monster okay let's let's start from the top we need let's uh let's let's start from the very top we have chili all right. Yeah, we have some chili. We have some chili. Chili with inflates beans. a homeless man, uh, and then the homeless man flies through a window and explodes into a mushroom flesh monster. The mushroom flesh monster becomes just a straight up monster thing room. Um, that then becomes several agents. The several agents are forgotten about, and it becomes one agent who becomes a Terminator. Yes. The Terminator then uh, gets all damaged in a firefight with literal fire. A literal fire. And, fight. and becomes a goo monster again to become a spider goo monster to then become a giant claymation, claymation uh, Metroid boss fight. A Briados again because like it's got like flesh bits opening up with tons of eyes in there. It was really fucking. Cool. And he still has the cop's face for a little bit, and then he does it. And then it turns it's into awesome. just like a big paper mache googly eye head with like a big a big uh, demogorgon mouth. It's great. Um. Uh. Oh, I, I finally figured it out. It's not. A, it's not a Briados. It's the the fucking winter lanterns. I think they're called in Bloodborne. 
What are they called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the winter lanterns, the ones with like the, the big uh, Their head is just a giant cauliflower a, of eyes. Of eyes. Yeah. yeah, it's that. Like, God, I love that design, too. It's so spooky. But yeah, it's that. It looks like a winter lantern. Yeah, I would describe the final monster for using Bloodborne analogies more as the One Reborn. Oh, I mean, no, no, no. The, that one is definitely more like the One Reborn, but like the the uh, the mushroom version. That looks like a yeah, winter lantern. sort of. It, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, Bloodborne's an imperfect analogy, but... It's the best we've got. I would just say the thing, because that's really what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's just a big, writhing mass of flesh and tentacles. Yeah. Like the thing but is like, like really chaotic. But, but like, like at the end, like at the end, it really turns into like the blob. They do a lot of mm-hmm. the same kind of practical effects that they do. A film in I've like, never seen. It, oh man, it's incredible. Either we're one. Definitely gonna. Yeah, uh, both of them. We're yeah. definitely gonna do the '80s one at some point. They they like climb to the roof of the restaurant, and there's this really dope shot of like the walls all around, like the the goo like crawling up it, but. What I'm assuming they did is they built the restaurant as like a miniature and they turned it upside down and then like dripped some goo down. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. it inverted, looks so good. inverted the shot because, like, yeah, the goo is like dripping up the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks very cool. Yeah. Like, the goo is very tactile. Yeah. It, it's, it's it nasty. It feels alive. It, yeah. It's yeah. very fleshy and gross. Um, which is then, you know, kind of deflated is maybe the wrong word because it's the hardest i laughed in the movie uh but when they defeat the goop monster the cat just kind of like picks up the uh the octagon octagon in its mouth and just kind of like just like jumps directly just sort of like flies in a straight line into the, to defeat it yeah the, the monster's mouth mm-hmm. and gets inside it and uh it just starts glowing and then explodes you know what it reminded me it's of hilarious it, it was like an r-rated version of hot rodimus prime getting inside of like orson welles's unicron in the 1986 transformers yeah, it, movie it, it like, like, like when the cat flies into the center vibes, of it and yeah. starts glowing like i could hear like stan bush's like you got the touch you got you the got power yeah <laughs> like you could hear it absolutely um, yeah it's just like instead of like weird um mechanical like bits uh voiced by orson welles it's like a flesh pit it's awesome this is a masterpiece, man. Just like it, the 1986 Transformers movie is a fucking It blows up into a shitload of glitter. Just yes. Well, it kind of... Kind of kind freezes of like, Yeah, it kind of like calcifies, sort of, and then explodes. The explodey part is very long. Like, it just, like, goes on and on of just, like, an explosion happening. It's like, okay, yep, it exploded. And then just, like... <laughs> it's raining down as like glittery ash and the lady it looks like the spice melange in the new dune movie the the lady alien is like dancing around and twirling in it like a winter wonderland it's like yay the ashes of my mortal enemy <laughs> <laughs> and uh then she just kind of uh dissolves into stars moonwalks into space and just like yeah it's just sort of like air walking off into the stars and uh and wisely is just like standing there with his hands on his hips smiling ruefully and shaking his head you know uh and that's how the fucking 
movie ends, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, as incomprehensibly as it began. Just incredible. You know, this movie's under an hour and a half, and it, once again, much like Riccio and Seventh Curse, it knows how to get in, do its thing, and get out, you know? Except this time, there's no strange shot of uh, wisely partying with the actual author of the the wisely novels that it freeze frames on, unfortunately. He absolutely should have done that again. That would have been a really funny callback. Yeah, like he's, he's almost like the Stan Lee of these, uh, these movies now. He should be, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I was really hoping to see him again in some capacity, but, you know. Yeah, let's, uh, it's time... It's time for a wisely renaissance. It's time to bring bring back wisely. Well, there are several more wisely movies, just not directed. Just by not this like Guy, Guy Choi Lam. Mm. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should uh, should delve into those a little bit at some point. I'd be done because now we're uh, now we're invested in wisely. Yeah, I've yes. seen two at this point. Might as well keep that train as well. I will say, on wisely. Uh, if you're interested in watching this film. Unfortunately, there is no U.S. release. Very hard to get You'll have to, you know, probably get an imported DVD from Hong Kong or find it by other means, let's say. I really, really hope this gets a proper Blu-ray release one of these days, along with The Seventh Curse, because both are masterpieces of... I mean, these movies are, like ripe for like vinegar syndrome yeah yeah or like scream factory or era one of those like boutique sort of severin distributors just needs to pick this up and release it because more people should see this film it's it's something special masterpiece yeah i mean it's kind of it's wild to me that like of the three of these that we've seen that like riccio is like the one that is like most famous it's the most grounded of the three it is mm-hmm. i mean it's not a, gra- maybe it's not a grounded movie at all but like it is definitely the most grounded but it's like it's wild that that movie has the kind of like cult following that it does and nobody was ever like let's see what else the this dude has done yeah because like man well, just the, based the off of curse okay, i don't have like the the actual metrics out here but like with personal experience like my friends like a good number of my peers are still familiar with seventh curse um and riccio but none of them heard of the cat had heard of this one like when i brought it up i was like oh shit yeah like it was he did it the same year as riccio and they're like oh i had no idea um yeah and this dude has done like other similar kind of movies i saw some screenshots from one he did called the peacock king that looks fucking insane and man guy Choi lamb is fucking uh i don't even know what like the the proper analog is but like he's got some fucking bonkers movies yeah dude i'm 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 a i'm a fan I'm a yeah, big fan absolutely. of his work. Yeah, three for three in my book. Yeah, same. Uh, are y'all ready to rate the yeah. cat? I think, I think Ben yeah. just, yeah, Ben is foreshadowed. Yeah, well, I mean, Riccio is one of my favorite films of all time, and Seventh Curse has quickly become one of my favorite films of all time, and this holds up to him. Uh, my head. No complaints. This movie's awesome. It's a little slow to get started, but I don't even mind that considering it's under an hour and a half and the places it goes are so incredible. There's so many great 
moments and set pieces and one-liners even i we forgot to mention like when he's at the gun dealer's place the alien terminator like shoves a grenade into some dude's mouth and is like bye 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 i I love it too because he says bye bye but like the the subtitle says goodbye yeah (laughs) um but yeah this movie is so worthy of more people checking it out it's it should be a cult classic much like seventh curse um this is an easy five out of five for me i uh could not agree more um if i had to find another comparison for this film i forgot to mention it, it would be another tonally jarring uh between teehee and ultra violence film involving a beautiful cat and that's Hausu. uh i, I got some Hausu vibes Damn, true yeah uh yeah. and i think unlike my first viewing of Hausu, which is recorded uh, uh as an in an episode um i've come a long way since then uh, largely once again thanks to ben so uh <laughs> i've ben, broken you <laughs> you have broken me you've broken me in and uh now i uh am trying to find a way to not make this metaphor sound incredibly gay but uh the that's fine maybe i should just own it you've broken me in and uh now my all it took was one viewing of the greasy strangler <laughs> yeah that that was the tipping point yes uh bullshit artist um yeah i uh <laughs> bullshit artist go a long way all that to say uh five out of five well while i don't think i like this film quite as much as the seventh curse Same. uh i don't know I, I don't think i'm gonna be the stinker that keeps this from a golden pod so uh i will i will also give it a five out of five um i i thought this was a, a delight and uh i i loved the kitty cat i hope that the production of this film wasn't too rough on that cat uh and that it was well compensated with some treats and some tuna fish. Yeah, some some, some fancy salmon. Feast. Yeah, that is uh that cat participated in one of the uh, all time on screen fight scenes between a cat and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay, it's a golden pod then. A unanimous five out of five. Uh, Guy Choi Lam is. Is he three for our, three? Is he our first director to have two two perfect yeah. two golden pods? Wait, are they? All, I think so. Did all three? Oh, right, because we didn't do we didn't Rikio. do Rikio. We, didn't do Rikio. Like, we like, talked. Rating, we talked it, about it is a five, though, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we don't do an episode. We don't have to do an entire episode on something to give it a pod, right? Like, I mean, it's Rikio's I mean, it, a five. It's, it's a golden pod. It's not an official golden pod, but it's but a golden fucking. It pod. has the 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 seal of approval. And frankly, too, like it, like I don't see any reason why we couldn't like do Riccio at some point on the podcast see i mean i feel like we already talked about it enough yeah, yeah. we wouldn't really need on, to yeah. but i can see that's what i'm saying like maybe it's some, a horror movie like maybe someday we'll bring it back around i mean it's certainly gory enough to mm. to qualify for the podcast but so, anyway yeah. my eyes is three for three all right well the cat is a, a golden pod Check cats. it out if you can get a hold of it. It's yeah. not particularly easy. No, uh, the cat's out of the bag. This is a great movie. Masterpiece. Uh, next week is uh, a Patreon pick, right? Mm-hmm. We're doing that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did Sarah choose for us? Sarah was interested in covering another Argento film. Yes. This one is Phenomena. Do, 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 Phenomena do. I have never seen. I'm excited um, about this one. I've been talking to her. Uh, hopefully she will be on 
next episode to talk about it with us. She's a big fan of the movie and a big fan of Giallo's. Recording that in like, what, four days? So that's about enough time for me to forget that I already made that Muppet joke. So I'll probably make it again next week. (laughs) I think we're doing it for the first time. All right. Uh, Sponsor? Yes, sponsor. Ring that ding-a-ling. It's a sponsor shelf. Coming at you live. Ooh, from the past. All right, here we go. Uh, this week is brought to you. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you so much. Why would you ruin this perfect night with that? Why would you do that? What's the sponsor, Clint? I won't say it. I will not do it. I'm not saying the sponsor. You can't. You will. How dare you How we have to get you? we have to get paid they, pay, they paid us <laughs> the sponsor paid us for this Cleveland Who, who's the sponsor it's a piece of paper that just has the word tulpa written on it I'm so mad right now I'm so mad why would you make this such a poorly written podcast episode how could you how could you do this uh, uh, I, oh sponsor I shelf didn't, I didn't do anything Cleve the sponsor son of a bitch I'm Tul- so mad Tulpa paid us. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap uh, let's, let's wrap up this episode so I can start trashing your report, apartment like <laughs> Orson Welles and Citizen Kane. <laughs> All right, I'm, oh my god, I'm about to start just like flipping tables. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Fucking empty man. I god damn it. Uh-huh, it's a bad movie. See that? It's a bad French movie. Tulpa. Uh. Fuck. It's got some cool shots. But has fuck. long been renowned for its excellence. <laughs> there is a California Tulpa. <laughs> Inspired by that same French excellence. <laughs> All right. It's fermented in the bottle and when blown. It's, it's vintage, dated. <laughs> and when you toot on the bottle, it summons the empty <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us this week. If you like the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and wherever else you can rate and review. You can uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. If you join the honorary podboy tier, the $10 tier, you can pick films for us to review on the podcast. Uh, That's what our next episode is going to be, is going to be Sarah's pick. Because Sarah is one of our honorary pod boys, and so is Sam Simon, and we love them, and we thank them. You can follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod, where you'll find the list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. And you can check out our list of golden pods there as well, of which The Cat is just the latest entry. Uh, I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I'm occasionally tweeting for Light Arc Studios. We put out progress on It Stares Back, that spooky, spooky strategy game. But you can also find my work on dreadxp.com. Uh, if uh, just look at all the cool games that we're working on, and I'm working on them in some capacity, whether it's, uh, you know, doing some cool covers or concept art or uh, whatever cool shit they got me doing or head QAing and. Uh, playing the games and i'm just having a great time man you know life is really good right now 
Well, we just put out Sucker for Love. It's an absolute banger. Uh, people are loving it. Um, today's the second day it's been out. It already has 200 reviews on Steam. Um, well, when we're recording this, when this episode comes out, it's already been out for like it'll two and a half weeks. It'll be out for like two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's going to be way up there by then. Uh, you'll you'll probably have already seen it. Heard about it. It's fucking great. Go go get Who Want They Cthusiate? Because <laughs> it's Cthulhu. And uh, yep. yeah, you get it. I mean, the top, the most rated review on it is uh, that Kathusi got me acting on Wise. That's oh, pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. it, that is definitely it for me. Well, with that in mind, join us next week. And until then, there's only one word on my mind: meow. Bye bye. Oh. 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 Oh.